0: All these pieces broken and scattered in mercy. Gathered.
1: Hello everyone, it is our final week of this Lenten series on Mr. Rogers, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I got the best one, uh, which is maybe because I was the one that scheduled everybody, (laughs) so I chose the best one. Um, Before I start, I just want to say happy April Fool's to all of you who are out there and have people playing pranks on you at your house. Um, My house today has been, every time we've turned on a faucet, colorful water has poured out of it because my daughter has put dye tablets in every sink spigot it has been a surprise every time (laughs) every time i thought it was only that spigot it was another one too so i hope you're all having a good day and if you took this day off from april fools i don't blame you if you had a chance to look at the clip i'm gonna just quick set it up for you it was basically a compilation from the many years of mr rogers ministry Uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, talking, um, kind of going through all the times he reminded us that who we are is enough. Um, And he often said this phrase, I like you just the way you are. So it was kind of a compilation of all of those clips that he said throughout many, many seasons of his show. So we attached the text commanding our, uh, by Jesus, to command us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And this command is very familiar to most of us. But I have been wondering, as this was our topic this week, about what happens when we don't love ourselves all that much. Does that change this commandment? If you love your neighbor as yourself, but you don't really like yourself that much, what does it mean? I have been listening and watching these clips from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as I prepared the Lenten series and put them together and decided which ones to do. And I just felt all the warm fuzzies every time I watched another episode. And I started to wonder, why is it exactly that Mr. Rogers inspires these feelings in us? Why does he bring up that warm, fuzzy feeling inside of my heart when I watch him tell me that who I am is enough? I've come to the conclusion it's because we get this message so rarely in our daily lives, this message that who we are is enough, we are loved just as we are. We don't really hear it that much. And he says it in every episode more than once, and I feel like it's something I need to hear all the time. I have uh, a yoga studio I'm a part of, and there's one of the yoga instructors. I love taking his classes. I can't take them very often because they are on a weekday during the day, and so if I ever have a day off, I'll try to get over to his class, but he always just says, oh, beautiful, Natalia, so beautiful when I'm in some pose and it makes me feel so good about myself and I love his class precisely for that reason. He just makes me feel so good about being there and trying and showing up for myself. When I was ordained, some of you remember, I got this tattoo on my wrist that says, beloved, to remind myself that ordination didn't make me fancy, right? That my baptism was what made me fancy, that my baptism was what made me beloved. And I need that reminder because so often we leave this place that tells us who we are is enough and we go into the world and it tells us something very different. When we don't love ourselves, I think we really limit ourselves. When we don't love ourselves, I think it's much harder for us to love each other. And this is hard work, the work of learning to love ourselves. That phrase Mr. Rogers says, just the way you are, over and over again, is a powerful phrase. Many years ago, maybe 10 by now, I was in a marriage class with a well-known therapist. She asked everybody in the room to make two lists. She said, make one on one side of the page of your paper, a list of people who made you your best self, people who knew and loved the real you. She gave us a couple minutes to write those people down. And then on the other side of the paper, she had us write another list. She said, make a list of names of people who make you feel the opposite. And then she had us write underneath each list the feelings we felt around those people in each list. So one side for me said things like warm, goofy, happy, accepted, loved, seen, and the other list said things like vulnerable, awkward, eggshell walking, masked, fake, wrong. And then this therapist asked us to consider how often by percentage we spend in the feelings in each column. I said, I thought it was about 80 20 for me. And she said, You know, that column with all the good feelings where we are seen and loved. That's abundant life. That is the kind of abundant life Jesus is talking about in John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, where he says, he has come that we might have life and have it abundantly. She said our goal is to get to 100% in that column. And I've been thinking of those two lists and how much time I spend feeling great and not so great in my life. And I think that's why Mr. Rogers makes me feel the way he feels. Because he tells us over and over again that he loves us just the way we are. That we are worthy of being loved just the way we are. That, as Katie reminded us all the way back in our first week in this series, we are fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who loves us. God loves each one of you, like Mr. Rogers says. He knew what he was doing when he said this every single episode. As a pastor, he knew what people needed. He knew what kids needed to hear every single day. And he knew what God had to say about them. He said, each of us want to know that we are a lovable person. And what he meant was that we want to know we are loved. That someone knows us and sees us just as we are and loves us just the way we are. So here it is again, if you need it again. You are the only person in the world exactly like you. And I like you just the way you are.
0: Saved a wretch like me. Ooh, oh, oh. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I can see now. I can see the So
1: you all know me, I like me some activities, not just leaving you sitting all the time. So if you want to try this same exercise that I did with that great therapist, uh, I think it's good hard work. Not everybody's in the right space for it, so if you're having a hard time right now, don't, don't worry about it, don't spend any time on this. Save it for later. But if you want to do it, make two lists. One side, people who see you and love you for who you are. On the other side, people who do not see you, who do not make you feel like you. And then add your feelings to each list. How this group of people makes you feel and how this group of people makes you feel. I think it was important for me so many years ago to note the people who made me feel most me. To note that list who looked at me and saw me and loved me for who I really was. In the midst of our current disconnection, it might be a really lovely practice to tell the people they are on this list. You can say, hey, I made a list of all the people who made me feel the most loved and accepted and you were on it and I just want to say thanks. So, if you make those lists, if you do this work, Name your percentages. If you want to work just a little more, think about what it might take to get to that good list 100% of the time. Mr. Rogers spoke for God. That's what a pastor tries to do and sometimes we succeed. But in this case, Mr. Rogers definitely succeeded. So hear it again for the last time tonight. And then come back and listen to this anytime you need it. Go watch that video clip over and over again if you need to hear it. God sees you and loves you just the way you are. And for this great gift, together we say, Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.
0: But now i found Was blind But now I see I can see it now